Well, the Astros did a great job, 8-1 to one versus the Blue Jays. Two to nothing early. Luis Garcia looked great, but would the offense show up? <laughs> the eighth inning happened. An outpouring of runs for the Houston Astros as they win their first series at home. We'll talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, we don't, when you're not rushing home from the Astros game, where can he find you on Twitter? They can find me at HGM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I love seeing the Astros win a series at home. Always throws. Today's episode is brought to you by Luis Garcia and Jake Myers. Uh, Jake Myers, something has lit a fire under his, you know what? And he has started hitting the ball a lot harder. And Luis Garcia was uh, ate his spinach today and he became Popeye the Sailor Man and was striking people out left and right. That what? must have been fun to be at the game to actually watch that in reality. But we'll talk about that and a lot more. And guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. And I hope you feel proud to call yourself an everydayer. Somebody that listens to Locked on Astros podcast every day. So go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and give us a fat thumbs up. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and check us out. We do appreciate it. And don't forget the Astros will be playing the Braves on Friday night at 610. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on this at the Sirius XM app. Search Astros. And don't forget, can they go ahead and carry the momentum from what happened in eighth inning, uh, what Luis Garcia did? I don't know, but just uh, listen to it on the Series XM app on Friday. But this was just a all-around great game for the Astros. Um, and Garcia just started it with striking out the first six batters. And I know he walked a batter in between that. But uh, six out of the first seven hitters he struck out to set a tone. He had a, a career-high 23 whiffs. He, his stuff was on. This was not the same guy that uh, – that the Astros were 0-3 in his first three starts. Exactly, and we talked about that the other night, saying that I realized, or I figured the pitching coaches would would get this fix. I mean, Miller and Murphy are, you know, they're absolute you know, lab rats when it comes to working on guys, tweaking things, whether he just went back and and – a lot of times pitchers struggle because maybe they stop trusting their stuff over their over their overthrowing in. Really, a lot of it's between the ears. Luis Garcia, where he has been very unimpressive, um, he um, he was very impressive tonight. And what this is what's weird, Eric, about being at the game is it wasn't until like about the third inning that I realized that he had struck out six of the first seven batters. When he got his seventh strikeout, I was like, wait, like because you know things things don't go like 
total nuts when they, I mean, when you strike a guy out, you get a cheer here or there, but like, it was just so like a typical good solid start that we're like, ah, this is what the Astros do, you know, and the Astros offense, they got those two runs. You're like, okay, this is good. We scored early, but it was, it was a great win. And, you know, watching him on the mound, he looked comfortable. He, he didn't look rushed. He looked like he was really in the moment. And, this is what needed to happen. Um, I was talking to Clay Hensley before he went on the air there, AT&T Sports there in center field, and we were talking about how, look, we need to take advantage of Berrios because he gives up like 54.3% hard hit contact where the mm-hmm. league average is like 35%. And I said, look, as long as Garcia commands the zone and gets swings and misses, the Astros should be able to win this game. And he went out there and did that. And, that's what this team is capable of, Eric. Even with Altuve and Brantley out, this is the Toronto Blue Jays. This isn't a feeble organization. This isn't a, we got lucky against the Tigers. This is a legitimate contender, and we beat them. And think about this. We beat this contender. Who have the Rangers actually beat? And I'm going to chop on them a little bit. Six of their last 10 games have been against the Royals, and they're beating up on the dregs of the league. While they're 12 and six, they're paper champs right now. So let's get our, let's take our lumps. Let's take our punches and get back up and beat actual real competition. And I think this will bode well for us. I really hope this carries over to next series. I don't know that things go from series to series, but it's definitely great to get on a getaway game and go and be winners. And they haven't lost a getaway series. What is it 10 or 11 in a row or something? Yeah. Some kind of. I mean, they're on it's a streak. A, right now. I don't have the number in front of me, but it's a lot. And uh, Brett just called the, the Astros the um, the bad teams because the the Rangers beat them in that series. I'm- well, we're the only team. Well, right now, I mean, we're under five hundred, dude. We're not a we're not a great team, but it's not like another. You heard it here first. Like the on Astros. Just kidding. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, right now in April, I mean April nineteenth, we're not one of the better teams if if we're going by record. I mean, we're just simply not. We are, you know, we're right at, we're right above Detroit at nine and 10. Detroit's seven and 10. Detroit's won like four games in a row. Right. Detroit's not a winning ball club. The Astros aren't a nine and 10 team. And newsflash kids, the Rangers aren't a 12 and 16. So before Rangers fans start pumping their chest out, and I got some comment on, uh, on YouTube about how, you know, Eric respected the Rangers and and gave them credit. And Eric and, you know, Brett just didn't know. Eric was recognizing what the Rangers are doing. I'm recognizing what the Rangers aren't going to do in the future. Two different things. Um, let the season play out. Don't puff your chest out in April. Yeah. It's Let's still see early. where we are in October. There's a lot of a lot of uh, season left. Yeah, I think their pitching staff is better than they've been in the past. That's what I, I said, and I'm going to stick to that until I see otherwise. Uh, the Rays did lose uh, James Shields to Tommy John surgery, and he was leading the league. And I know we're, we're I switched from Rangers to Rays, but the Rays are going to be a pretty big competition in the AL this year. But let's go back to Luis Garcia. He generated 19 whiffs on his cutter tonight. That was his career uh, high with nine strikeouts across seven scoreless innings today. He had 23 whiffs total. So he just looked good from the get-go. 92 pitches, 65 strikes. I know there's a lot of people saying, 
Why didn't you leave him in for that extra inning? Why did you have to bring in Montero? Montero loaded the bases uh, with the bottom of the lineup, and he couldn't get anybody out. So they scored a run, and then Brian Abreu had to come in and do the job. And by the way, that was a freaking A job. Uh, that he did there. Um, I, I love the movie Aliens and uh, that uh, Bill Paxton. I think that was his character. He's like freaking a man. Uh, I think he said the other word though, but um, I'll just go with that. But uh, so I, I think that should be his nickname. Brian Abreu's nickname should be freaking a man because he's just that good. And he is I, good. So, uh, but definitely, I think the reason why that Dusty Baker took him out is because you don't. I mean, he was good. He was dominant. You want him to have success. What if he starts to tire out and then all of a sudden he gives up two runs and then any confidence? This guy has has had a terrible season. You don't want to risk that, and you already got to the, the part of the bullpen because Montero is supposed to be that pitcher, that, that guy you're supposed to count on. That's yep. the guy that Jim Crane – not Dana Brown. I saw Archbishop Deshay saying that this, or somebody quoted, uh, I think he quoted somebody and saying this was the worst signing in the Dana Brown era. We just have to remember that he did not actually sign him. That was a Jim Crane <laughs> signing. But Montero had a great season last year. This year, he's not looking so great. But Brian Abreu, he did what he's supposed to do, came in and just got the job done. And that was super impressive. Just everything and poor George Springer you you said that luck wasn't was not involved or something George Springer hit into a lot of bad luck in this series he Ooh. hit a hundred and what what was a hundred and nine mile per hour line drive right to Alex Bregman and he was frustrated all the way back to the dugout he was just all the way into dugout this dude has been hitting rockets all series nothing to show for it and he's like, I used to own Minute Maid Park. I don't know what's going on here. I need a built bar. I am so mad right now. So, Brett, let's talk about built bar. Something exciting is coming to built.com, Eric, on April 23rd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real. And it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendar and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is all about. I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 50% off your order. Um, Brett, I know at home that eighth inning was super stressful and it felt like a playoff game. But what was it like at the stadium with the crowd like it, it at that time it was an eight to one game it was a two to one game at that time and one run would have tied it and just wiped out all louis well when louis they Garcia's, uh, success well i mean when they got bases loaded you know what i don't think there were any outs then right. no outs then they, then they got the one out and you were like okay if we get away with a with a tie you know that's okay you know give up one run tie it whatever it there was just there wasn't any panic, but there was yeah okay this team's been a little inconsistent. Are they going to show up? And I told someone there I said remember they score a lot of late inning runs. They scored the two in the beginning, 
they should be able to capitalize on that at some point next inning or even in the ninth. And what do you know? They came in and they got it done. Abreu shuts the door. Um, the the Astros um, walk into the eighth inning with the one-run lead, and then literally the bottom falls out where Abreu's single, dude. I mean, the place erupted. It went nuts. Jordan Alvarez went to second. Bregman scored. Um and then Mauricio Dubon scored. So there you got four, you got four total runs. Then you had Kyle Tucker hit a single to right center. And look, we're not hitting home runs yet. And then Jeremy Pena earlier in the game, we were like, come on, Pena, like get out of the slump. What are you doing? You got to hit the ball. He crushed the ball, crushed the ball, and he hit a nice three-run bomb scoring Kyle Tucker and Abreu to make it eight to one, which was the final. But it kind of felt like a playoff atmosphere. And you were like, man, if you're playing the Blue Jays in the playoffs like this and you can beat them late like this, this is a crushing defeat. So we were trying to act like, well, maybe this is the ALDS or something like that. Maybe this is an ALCS preview. And the Astros have this, like, come from, not come from behind, but they look like they're down, but they're not out. This was a what you call a bend, not break scenario for the bullpen. And these are the situations that the bullpen would get into last year and they would get out of. And they got out of it. And look, Montero deserves a lot of criticism. He has not been the pitcher that they signed in the offseason, but a lot of the guys haven't been what they're worth or who they are. And so baseball's a, a game of ebb and flow. It was exciting. It, it was it, it was a palatable playoff-ish atmosphere at Minute Maid Park. It was nice midday week. Great atmosphere. Loved it. Yes. And definitely uh, to kind of close out on Brian Brayu, um, if you're looking at uh, StatCast, he was the guy that was throwing the hardest in the game 99, 98, 97.5, 97.3. And the guy with such a baseball name, Zach Pop, that is a great baseball name, but he threw 97 miles per hour. But uh, just thinking about who, with the bases loaded, who Brian Brayu went through. George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. No yeah, that's huge. Right. I mean, that's big. Yeah, because those guys, you know, even look, um, Vlad Guerrero and Bichette are Bichette's hitting 354, Vlad Guerrero's 338. Right. Dude, hitters one through three were 0 for 12. I mean, that's that's a great, that's a great pitching performance by the Houston Astros, the H-Town wheelhouse player of the game, Luis Garcia. Right. <laughs> because without that kind of start, who knows what would have happened. And all it took was the wheels to fall off in the inning before. And maybe you don't get those hits. Maybe because there's got to be something about that energy with your pitcher on the mound, right. on the precipice of you feed off of the momentum. Yeah, yeah. You feed off of it. Boom. You go in there and you're like, yeah, let's get this for him. And boom. The just explosion of runs. Love it. You know, the Astros won twice in this series, and I don't mean games. They won by getting Luis Garcia back on track. They also knocked uh, Matt Chapman down below 400. So, wow. Tony Gwynn, oh. he's not coming for you. He's batting 397. 397. Yeah, 397. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, um, Barrios uh, actually pitched pretty good in this game. He pitched seven innings. So, like, when I had that uh, crossover with Craig, we predicted 
every game wrong. We said that the Astros would lose the first game and win the second game, and then the third game would be a uh, like a blowout. Or I, I think I said last night it could be either a blowout or a pitching a pitcher's duel, and it turned into a pitcher's duel. And it's great to see both pitchers kind of rebound. And Luis Garcia, of all people, really needed. And Barb pointed out um, that it, she. Uh, they noticed that they switched over that Garcia switched um, to the third base side of the rubber. And maybe that was, um, yeah, she was pitching. He was pitching from the third base side of the rubber this time. Last time he was on a first base. So maybe just switching that, maybe give him that little um, different angle that made it a little bit harder to, to see his pitches. Now, honestly, I'm not glad that Barrios had a bounce back in this game. I'm glad Gar- Luis Garcia did. You're being too nice to Barrios. He's the enemy. You can't be you can't be glad when they have success. Right. They're not our friends on the field. They can be our friends off the field. We can go play ping pong with them. But when we're on the between those two white lines, they are our enemies. We got to remember that, Eric. Just just speaking of our friends, you know focus. who else who but else hey. we should be happy to about? Oh, Mauricio Dubon. Last right. minute, second game in a row, last possible second. He got a hit his hitting streak. 14 games. His previous high was six. So congratulations, Mauricio Dubon, um, president of the Mauricio Dubon fan club. You have anything to say? Um, I'm just really proud of him. I'm, the kids making me happy. All the work we did in the cage this week has really paid off the T work we did moving the T around on the plate. And, um, you know, I gave him some Skittles and some M&Ms when he, when he got a few home runs in the batting cages. So uh, it really paid off, but guess what? Jeremy Pena has three hits against the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. All three hits are home runs. Is that good? It's pretty amazing. Like, it's only three hits, but his only three hits are all three home runs. And I didn't know that until I heard the uh, I heard the guys on the radio talking about it, Ford and Sparky. I didn't know that. I was like, that is a factoid that I was not aware of. So, um Blue Jays don't pitch to Jeremy Pena because even if he does strike out the next at bat, he's going to hit a home run. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Three hits, three home runs against the Blue Jays. So I had to help my son with some geometry homework. And I like as fast as Luis Garcia was pitching, like I was like, before I knew it, it was like the fifth inning. I'm like, Lincoln, (laughs) hurry up. I've got to watch this game, but I was able to watch it on my phone a little bit, but uh, this was the shortest Astros game of the season. Oh, really? Two hours and 24 minutes. Wow. Even, that? With that, even with that late inning uh, surge, huh? Yeah, even with all the drama in the eighth inning. And, yeah, I, I almost had a heart attack, I felt, in the eighth inning. I'm like, I shouldn't be this invested in a game in April. But that's that's how <laughs> no, much the team has struggled so far. You should. So, you should be that invested, Eric. Um, hey, listen to this. I uh-huh. met. Um, I actually had a Chas McCormick card on me. A little uh, thing I I just I promoted on Twitter last minute, and I said if someone walked up to me and says I'm an everydayer, um, I'll give you this Chas McCormick uh, tops Chrome rookie. And some guy walked up to me and said, Hey, I listen to your show. I'm an everydayer. I gave him the card. I I took his picture, um, put it up on Twitter. I met some fans from Niagara Falls some Blue Jays fans talked to him about locked on Astros, locked on Blue Jays, um, had some 
random people come up to me and say, Hey, is this you? And they show me my picture on Twitter. I'm like, that's me. And so everybody had a lot of great things to say. Um, so thank you all for supporting the show. If y'all are watching the show afterwards, just send it a shout out. I can't remember all the names, but thank y'all for coming up in the kind words, Eric. They were like asking about where you are. Hey, where's Eric? They always assume that we are in the same place. We're not even in the same place right now as we record no. this. But um, I said, hey, you know, he's at home um, with his kids, probably doing homework or something, which there you were. You were doing geometry. But what a what a what a fun game to watch. This ball club has a lot in the in the tank that they haven't like let out yet. And once everybody's healthy, once everything's going in the right direction, you're going to see a lot more really good stuff than you do bad stuff, I believe. And you need Jake Myers. You need Hensley. He was kind of a non-factor. But you need these guys to come off the bench and do something. Um, yeah. But can we just start jolks? Can we just can we just make sure that we start jolks like all the time, every time? You know, he only got one at bat no. today. I, I don't know, but if he continues it. playing like this, Brett, he may need a new vehicle because he's going to be making some more money. And you know where the best place to get a new vehicle at is eBay Motors. So let's go and talk about that. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit like Corey Jolks in the lineup. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence in the name of the game, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so people are asking if the game is going to be on Apple TV on Friday. I'm looking at up right now. I uh, yes, it will be. Oh, um, this Jesus. Friday on Apple TV. No, yes. God, so, um, I've been looking for excuse to subscribe for. Um... No, look. No, that's something else. Is this where Ted Lasso is, or is that different series? Dude, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch that series. I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. If, no, I don't. That think that's HBO. It doesn't matter. It, it, if it's on Apple TV and Apple TV people are listening to our show like they did last year, sorry, we're just very partial to our home broadcast channel. Hey, I got to talk with one of the executive producers of the AT and T Sportsnet group, and I just complimented him on how seamless it seems to be from in studio to the booth, to Julia and everybody. I was like, everybody y'all have working with the channel. Y'all just have a great team. And and this guy, you know, John was like, hey, whenever you employ the best in the industry, you're going to get the best. And he said, we're always looking for new ways to entertain the crowd. We talked about how they use analytics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he said, we're always, you know, talking about, look, hey, you know, Jeff Blum, don't use too many analytics. Like teach the people, like teach them something new because we may have a new viewer and we have new fans. So tip of the hat to AT&T Sportsnet. I was out there hanging out with Clay and some of the guys. It was just neat listening to behind the scenes talking. And they they put a lot of time and effort into that. So um, 
that's why I don't want to see it on Apple TV because I would just much rather listen to our local people because they're just top notch. Yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso is on Apple uh, TV. So definitely, I think I may subscribe just to watch this game. And also, um, me and my girl have been looking to catch up on the, the latest season of Ted Lasso. So uh, that's something I may look at doing this weekend. So, uh, hey, uh, perfect excuse for one month. But yeah, it, it's something you have to deal with unless you know uh, ways around it. But um, I do like Astros baseball. So um, and the Braves are a pretty darn good team, and the Astros are hopefully going to be a pretty guard, uh, a good team by the end of the season. Uh, so if you're looking Wait, at, hold on, are you saying they're not good now, Eric? Well, they're they are kind of doing this ebbs and flows. Hey, ebbs and flows. Same thing. <laughs> I said the same thing earlier, but I just I just want to throw this in there, Eric. The Astros do play the Braves at six twenty Central Standard Time. Hunter Brown takes on the Braves. You can catch every pitch of the Astros home broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Check it out. Yes. And um, Friday, we're going to be facing Bryce Elder. Then Saturday, Kyle Wright for the Braves. Then Sunday, Max uh, Freed. So that's going to be pretty um, interesting matchup for the Astros. Um, it's going to be Hunter Brown. Then it's after Hunter Brown, it goes back to Framer Valdez, I believe. And then it goes back to Christian Javier. Right. And yeah. And um, Freed is Freed is one and zero with uh, six strikeouts. Yeah. yeah we can talk um, more about the matchups um, in tomorrow's podcast. If, if no, we, yeah, definitely. Sure um, no, I was just looking. Kyle Wright, 6.23 ERA. And then, yeah, but he's still good. And I think he's coming off um, a short and spring training, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. I hope we pound him in the ground. I can't, I, I don't like the Braves. I haven't liked him since the 80s. So, well, Del Murphy, I liked him. He was pretty cool. I I will admit that I was a big I mean I I've always liked the Astros but um, when they weren't playing the Astros I did like the big three of Greg Maddox Tom Glavin and John Smoltz I loved watching them pitch and I didn't uh, you know how you could always watch every Braves game on TV um, but you couldn't True. watch the Astros game so it was very easy to watch them it was very easy to watch the Cubs. And so even if you didn't, so I was always an Astros fan, but uh, it was just cool to watch those them in the 90s. Was I a Braves fan? No, I just admired those pitchers. And so. Wait, what uh, was that album you showed me when you were a kid, all the Braves gear? You, I'm joking. <laughs> no, uh, I remember um, like somebody at the YMCA one time uh, when I was at summer camp had a A's hat and I'm like, Ooh, let me put this on. Oh, this looks cool. Is it A's for Astros? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, well, you know, I actually, you know, the Oakland A's were an American League team. So, you know, I had a National League team, which was the hometown Astros, and I had American League team, which, which was the Oakland A's. Right. And Mark McGuire was my favorite player growing up. So it was just natural that I was I was an A's fan. I would go to watch them play the Bash Rangers Brothers, at yeah. Arlington Stadium, Bass Brothers, met Jose Canseco, met Mark McGuire, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, all those guys. I met a lot of the A's at those games. And um, so I was, I was a big fan of theirs and they literally in those years, the Astros didn't really have many chances, um, to play against the American league until they got to the nineties. So, um, you could do that back then. Now you really can't, you can't say you have a favorite American league team because I bet once they bring in three new teams, Eric, they're yeah. going to do a complete realignment of this league and you're not going to have an American league and nationally, you're going to have like two conferences, and it's, it's going to look like the NFL or the NBA, and 
it's it's going to look way different in the next, I think, five to ten years. Uh, so you don't like the Yankees anymore? I thought last week you said that your favorite team was the Yankees. No, I I'm said, kidding, guys. I'm uh, kidding. No, I said I hope the Yankees beat the Rangers. It's the only time I'm going to root for the Yankees. No, I hate the Yankees. All caps, bold italics, anything. Like, yes, I don't hate players because I don't hate people. I just right. hate the Yankees, the organization. Ugh. I'm just mouth. glad that uh, Matt Chapman is out of town. I'm glad that yeah, get out of here, Brad Guerrero Jr. finally got yeah. that home run out of his system. Now he, he can never hit one again. Weave. That was the first time at Minmay Park. Now he can't hit one again. <laughs> and I'm just glad that Jake Myers is starting to do something. And Jose Abreu, we haven't really talked about it, but he's starting to make some hard contact. He had that big uh, two-run uh, single today. Then I think mm-hmm. he had a, a hit earlier in the day. He hit a little. Uh, he hit a little blooper to right field. His, yeah. his first hit, and then he, then he hit the ball pretty hard. Look, Abreu's a slow starter. I mean, we don't really realize that because we're not in the South Side of Chicago. Um, he's a former MVP, y'all. He's a very good hitter. Yeah, his glove's not Yuli. Whatever. I mean, guys, got to build a bridge and get over. Yuli's not here. Abreu's our first baseman. Be happy about it. But in the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hitters of an exit velocity in today's game, Jake Myers appears in there twice. Oh, so Jake, 100.8 and 107.2. And 107.2 was the highest of the game. So Damn. I'm not saying I'm starting a Jake Marisnik fan club or anything, but Jake Marisnik. Good. I mean, Jake Myers, whatever. <laughs> They're the same person. No, they're not. I know. <laughs> no, they're not. Jake Marisnik had a way better glove. Yeah, than... I know. <laughs> but um, it's just it's good that we're getting some production in center field. And uh, once Michael Brantley comes back, and then eventually once Jose Altuve comes back, this may you may see Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers fighting for playing time with Mauricio Dubon because Dubon and- could become the center fielder. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Dubon as a center fielder. I would try to get him in the game maybe as DH or something like that. Um where? I still think you're gonna I, have Brantley, you're gonna have Alvarez, there's no and Jolks. And if Jolks is even still on the team, like there's no way to get him on DH except for center field. Yeah, I know, but he's Justin Verlander's personal center fielder. No, I'm joking. But I will say this, what I have noticed about Jake in the last couple of games, when you go back and watch the replays of his swings, and if you slow down his swing, he's seeing the ball so well. His, yeah. like everything looks right mechanically about his swing. And you need that. You need these guys to be legit competitors. And once they get in the game, they're actually giving something to the team than taking it away. So, Good job. Tip of the hat to the guys. Great win. Series win against a quality team. That's all I got. Yeah, and just be glad that George Springer has a 599 OPS right now because if this, once this guy gets going, uh, it's not going to be against the Houston Astros. But, guys, that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. The Astros are now one more win closer to being back at 500. And all we can do is just hope they play well versus Braves and see what happens from here. And then the Rays. So they've got their work cut out, but they're still a good team. I'm not worried about this. Let's just keep on 
rooting for our home team and keep on rocking on with the Lockdown Astros podcast. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. My, my name is Eric Heisman. Uh, you can find me at Eric Talkstros. You can find Brett at HL Wilhas. We are the Lockdown Astros podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Go Strokes. Jake the Rake. <laughs>